1: slate of football, this
2: is the Pro Football Blitz on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Welcome back. It is the Pro Football Blitz, the final hour of the program. I'm Brady Cannon along with Mike Pritchard live from the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Keeping an eye on Sunday night football here and the Patrick Mahomes led Kansas City Chiefs have added a field goal. Good stop by the Tampa Bay defense, but they're running out of time. Just over 10 minutes left in the final quarter. It is 41 to 24 in favor of Kansas city. It feels like when they've kicked field goals, Mike, that's really been the only chink in an otherwise yeah. perfect game from both sides of the ball. Really tonight, Kansas city remains a 13 and a half point favorite in the live market. And your live total ticks down just a bit to 72 and a half. But, uh, you know, it's obviously Tampa Bay has to put something together here. Uh, like I said, an otherwise relatively flawless game, I think, for Kansas City. But when they've been able to hold them to field goals, that's given them opportunity.
5: Yeah, it has. And, you know, you look up at the clock, it's 1047 left in this game. You're like, okay, tick, 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 if you're back in Kansas City. But, uh, you know, Kansas City's still throwing a football. And, uh, I think from an incompletion standpoint, getting out of bounds standpoint, you're preserving time on the clock, too. So uh, if you're Tampa Bay, though, obviously you've got to muster up a drive, uh, but you've got to have a sense of urgency now uh, because how many more possessions do you have knowing that Kansas City's already stolen a couple from you? Uh, how many more possessions are you going to have in this quarter, in the fourth quarter? It's, uh, you can't stop them on, on defense right now. So uh, scoring uh, in a hurry uh, is, uh, is the mission at hand right now
4: uh, for Tampa Bay if they can do it. If you had the uh, over on passing yards for Cameron Brate, that Mm -hmm. should be a winner. He's been a uh, primary target of Tom Mm -hmm. Brady, and there's a flag on the defense right there. That penalty's declined. So first down for Brady and company. On the last play, he had a completion to Chris Godwin, and that was good to see because we saw Godwin earlier. Uh, get banged up, but apparently uh, no problem there as he is back in the game Mm -hmm. and uh, just caught a nice pass there from Tom Brady. They've got a first down at about their own 43-yard line, and now right at the 10-minute mark as he finds Leonard Fournette on a little screen, Fournette will get out of bounds, and Tampa Bay continues to roll. Uh, I wanted to also mention we were talking about the Falcons in the last segment, Mike. Uh, They will meet these very same Tampa Bay Buccaneers in week five. And this game will be in Tampa. And the early line on this is Buccaneers minus eight and a half with a total of 47 and a half. And I guess your initial reaction is, hey, Atlanta is looking pretty good, right? I mean, they're a perfect 4-0 and against the spread. They win a game. Uh, At home today, they've really had a lot of struggles at home ever since they left the Georgia Dome, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they get a victory today as a small underdog. That's two wins in a row. They're two and two uh, on the season. And of course, Tampa Bay is, you know, being shown up tonight by a near perfect performance by Patrick Mahomes and company. I don't think Tampa Bay has been awful, but. I mean, eight, eight and a half points right now looks like a lot. Well, it looks like a lot, but then you consider the quarterbacks because they mean so much to the number. Sure. Uh,
5: Patrick Mahomes compared to Marcus Mariota uh, there, right? And, um, you know, maybe a wake-up call a little bit because Tampa Bay's defense has been performing uh, at a high level, very high level, but they're getting picked apart tonight. Uh, and, and, you know, you wonder why. Like, what, what do they have to go back and work on? I mean, did they have too much into the game plan? I mean, did they not have enough? Uh, Was Patrick Mahomes just uh, that far ahead of you uh, with with the plays and and certainly the execution level? So um, it's hard to jump on Atlanta uh, in the division that way, uh, knowing that they've been highly creative, but they're limited to I think a quarterback. And and I've always been saying I've been saying that all year so far. I I like Marcus Mariota, I really do, but I, I wonder from the future plans of a team that's. Kind of built something or established something with their roster. Uh, do they believe that that's the guy for for them at quarterback? So uh, it's intriguing. I mean, defensively, the secondary uh, they have a lot of experience on that, on that side of the ball in the back in the back of uh, of that situation on defense. But um, it, it gets tough to kind of just jump on a number automatically right now without doing some work.
4: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, very rarely do I make a a snap decision Mm -hmm. like that. I I certainly want to look into it. It just it's just that the number looks a little big there at eight and a half. But, you know, I think you make a good point, too, that um, it's probably I would guess you're you're the former player, not me. I'm guessing it's a lot easier to defend the Atlanta Falcons than it is Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs.
5: (laughs) It is. And there's a confidence level, too, like you think about teams and players and rosters that familiar, that's familiar with the team across from them. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we know like the Raiders, you know, they've beaten Denver seven out of the last right 10 games right. And So you go into that game already confident, you know, and you know, this matchup between Tampa Bay and Kansas city has been different over, over the time. And uh, maybe you're confident, maybe you're not. Uh, but then if you look at Atlanta uh, and their matchup against Tampa Bay, okay, what is that like? What has that been like? Where have they been? And, it has a mindset kind of shifted for Atlanta. I'm curious to, to see what happens during the week uh, with the words and certainly some comments from the coaches and players there in Atlanta. Uh,
4: it's fourth and 21 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, a holding penalty uh, really set this team back on this drive, trying to come back here down 41-24. to 24, But they will punt the ball back to Kansas City. Uh, with about eight minutes left in this ballgame, and you wonder why they're punting. They're punting because it's fourth and 21. So uh, Tom Brady pretty upset about that and had a few words for the referee, it appeared. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Cardinals and the Panthers. We had had a feeling this would be uh, a thing of beauty if you were really into watching punts, and uh, <laughs> that's exactly what it was. Each team was 0-3 for 3 in third-down conversions when Kyler Murray facing a third and six through a pick six, and Carolina took the early lead seven to nothing. The Panthers added a field goal as time ran out in the first half, and they were up 10 to three at the break. And then midway through the third quarter, Kyler Murray found Zach Ertz for a touchdown, and this game was tied at 10 apiece. It looked like this was a dead under game. That was part of our handicap as well, Mike. There's the trend out there that Arizona, when they score 24 points or less, they have a very, very poor record. And it looks like, or it looked like that this game was headed that way. Carolina, I thought, played really good defense for about two and a half, three quarters in this game. But he hit Ertz, tied it up at 10 apiece. Arizona added a field goal to begin the fourth quarter. And then Baker Mayfield was intercepted. Kyler Murray turns that into a rushing touchdown. And in just a matter of a few minutes, it was once a tie game. It was now 20 to 10 Cardinals. Murray added a touchdown pass to Hollywood Brown, 26-10 Cardinals, with seven minutes left to go in regulation. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got in the end zone for Carolina. Two-point conversion fails, and the Arizona lead was cut to 10 with less than five minutes to play, but that's how it would end. 26-16, Cardinals win outright as one-point underdogs. The game stays under the total. We talked about it before Mm -hmm. that – you know this uh, Cardinals team continues to get off to slow starts. They continue to perform much better on the road than they do at home. But one of the things I noticed in this game, I thought Carolina's defense was pretty good, and and, and I think that is a, a decent part of that ball club, probably especially against the pass. Um, but what stuck out to me is I thought Baker Mayfield was awful. Huh. He missed so many throws. He was throwing over guys' head. He threw behind so many receivers. And he couldn't get it over the line of scrimmage. He had a lot of balls tipped, and and at least one of them was intercepted. Yeah. I, I didn't think he looked good at all. Well, no. I
5: mean, the scouting report on Baker is to keep him in the pocket. Same thing with Kyler. Keep him in the pocket because you can bat down footballs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for um, sure. So, you know, we're seeing that. You see that. I mean, game planning, again, what, what you want to do versus what can you do. And, and I think a lot of times uh, when Baker, the tendencies and, and things like that, you know, he's a play-action guy or an air raid guy. Uh, where he needs to move out the pocket, uh, uh, and that'll be helpful, beneficial for him. But he's a new quarterback uh, on a team with a new coordinator situation, and, and so uh, they got to make it work. Uh, it hasn't been consistent at all offensively for Carolina. I mean, think about the competition too: Cleveland, the Giants, the Saints, and now Arizona, and they're one and three.
4: Yeah, <laughs> it says I a mean, lot, right? it does
5: say a lot. It really says a lot. It speaks volumes right there. I, I think from probably any- should have won the Cleveland game. Could have could have they probably lost it though more so than you know what I'm saying because like you got to make the plays there at the end of the game and uh, I think um you know certain situations against the Saints even uh, you know maybe if Andy Dalton was playing in that game yeah. <laughs> as a, as, yeah as I was had a bet on that but um you know it, it's fascinating though uh to look at teams from a trend standpoint and who they are uh, we know that the Panthers had that losing streak prior to last week uh, against the Saints I think it was nine games, uh, going back to last year too. Right, uh, and then even uh, as a favorite against the spread, they're one and three from last year uh, into this year. So uh, I, I I never thought of Carolina as a team that is a favorite situation, and, and certainly you you think about ATS for the Cardinals on the road, uh, that made a lot of sense to back them too, and I think a lot of people did ac- actually. So yeah, um, uh, let's see the fourth most uh, popular pick in circa million. There you go, there you go. I stayed away from the game, but. Um, you know, two teams with issues, obviously. Um, uh, but yet, uh, Arizona more comfortable, obviously, and then making more plays on the road there against Carolina. Carolina, again, just a work in progress, and they were hopeful. They, they named
4: Baker the starter right away, but and now they got to make it work. The Eagles will visit the Arizona Cardinals in week five, and right now, the Eagles are a six point road favorite with mm-hmm. a total of 49 and a half the Cardinals certainly will face a test at home in week five and uh, it doesn't get any easier for the Carolina Panthers as well they will stay at home this will be their third straight home game Uh, but the San Francisco 49ers come visiting and they are laying five points on the road San Francisco a five-point road favorite 39 and a half is your total any initial reaction to San Francisco laying the points at Carolina?
5: Well, it'll be uh, a short week in long travel for San yeah, Francisco. Right? I mean, that, that immediately, you talk about that. So depending on what happens in this game against the Rams, uh, uh, an intense game, I'm sure, is going to be a hard-hitting affair too,
4: right, uh, against the Rams. So there you go, uh, taking that on the road if you're San Francisco to Carolina. All very good points, but can we back Carolina Panthers with real dollars. (laughs) We'll come back with more (laughs) in just a moment. Stick around.
3: a new weekend edition of CNN Five Things. That means you can find this goodness in the same feed as Five Things. Listen to Five Good Things on the iHeartRadio app.
4: Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony Delisandra.
1: Billie's vocals. It was automatic art.
0: You know, I had to, like, choose a more challenging route than just, like, da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like, it could have been, like, easier. And a lot of people have asked me, like,
2: Football Blitz on VC, the Sports Betting
4: Network. All season long, Bet Rivers is your go-to sports book for all football-related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app for the latest odds, unique promotions, player props, and more. Every week, Bet Rivers has unique football specials to help you win big. Cheer on your favorite teams and your favorite players with Bet Rivers. It's a whole new game. Welcome back inside the Pro Football Blitz. Brady Cannon and Mike Pritchard here with you. And Tampa Bay got a little bit of a gift from Patrick Mahomes there. Kansas City had taken about four minutes off the clock. They got the ball back with about eight minutes or so. They forced Tampa Bay to punt. Of course, you wouldn't want to punt if you were Tampa Bay, but it was fourth and 21. They were forced to do so. Kansas City starts running the football, trying to run out the clock. Patrick Mahomes throws a pass. He throws an interception. So, Tom Brady and company go back to work. Just about four minutes left in the fourth quarter. Uh, it is a big mountain to climb here, 41 to 24. Uh, but maybe, Michael, they can uh, satisfy your teaser anyway. <laughs> they got a lot of work to do, though. They got the score here, <laughs> a touchdown, and they, they need the two ball back. scores yeah. just to cover right, the teaser, right?
5: right? Um, but, you know, for whatever reason, Kansas City uh, still throwing a ball deep. You know, I mean, throwing it underneath, using the screen game, they they were possessing the football. Uh, And yet, okay, you give a gift to Tom Brady here. So, uh, you know, Tampa Bay can move the ball. I I think they have a solid plan in the red zone. We'll see if they can cap it off uh, with a touchdown. Uh, But then got to get the ball back uh, from a teaser standpoint. Uh, So we'll see what happens. We're underneath four minutes, though, uh,
4: so it's not looking good. Well, there's another pass and catch to Chris Godwin, and again, I, I'm happy he's healthy. He's mm. really struggled mm-hmm. since uh, he was injured last year. This is, I believe, the first game that he's been back 100% healthy, um, and, and we don't even know if he's 100%, oh. but uh, there's Leonard Fournette catching a touchdown pass right there. So now with about three minutes left in the ball ballgame, uh, Tampa Bay is trailing by 11 Uh, You got to believe they're going to just kick the extra point here. It doesn't make a difference if you go for two. So Ryan Suckup will come in to see if he can make this a 10 point point ball game. And then we ought to have ourselves an onside kick.
5: (laughs) You know, how many timeouts? I didn't see how many timeouts uh, Tampa Bay has uh, left. Um, Doesn't matter, though.
4: Yeah. you know, I'm not positive either, but I don't think you can. I mean, there's only three minutes left right, in the game. They do have all three timeouts. Mm-hmm, okay. Um, but you still need two scores. I mean, you, you have to on site
5: three, three timeouts with the two-minute
4: warning, too. Um, they haven't stopped them all game right <laughs> except in, ex- i mean i don't i still i don't kansas city has not punted still uh yeah let's look that up here the only um, way they've given the ball back to the tampa bay buccaneers is tampa turned them over on downs and then mahomes threw a just mm-hmm. threw an interception that turned into yep. a buccaneers touchdown uh ryan suckup does get the extra point mm-hmm. and it is 41 to 31 in favor of the kansas city chiefs the uh, live wagering of course has been taken off the board uh, just a, well actually there is still a spread up now right. uh Kansas City a nine and a half point spread in the live market the total has been taken down uh minus 375 on the money line no no money line either okay. it, it, it's this does uh this is odd to me they're showing the minus 375 with the points mm. I can't imagine you have to lay minus 375 if you want to lay nine and a half with Kansas City that uh I'm not sure exactly what that is all about. Anyway, Kansas City favored by nine and a half in the live market, and Tampa Bay likely to have an onside kick coming up here pretty quick. Uh, Let's talk about uh, the game that was right down the street here at Allegiant Stadium, Michael. The Broncos at the Raiders, and back and forth scoring to begin the game. The Raiders got a field goal. The Broncos got a touchdown. And then Las Vegas followed up with a touchdown, and it was 10-7 to Raiders early in the second quarter. Las Vegas, then a big play. They forced a Melvin Gordon fumble. the fourth, Gordon's fourth fumble of the season, and they turned it into a scoop and score for another touchdown. Daniel Carlson missed the extra point, and it was 16-10 to in favor of the Raiders. With a minute and a half left in the second quarter, Russell Wilson found Jerry Judy for a touchdown. That extra point was also no good, and it was a tie ball game at 16 apiece. Daniel Carlson then drilled a 39-yard field goal as time ran out in the first half, and Las Vegas went into the locker room with a 19-16 advantage. Carlson tacked on two more field goals in the second half, and the Raiders were up 25-16 with nine minutes left in the fourth. Russell Wilson comes back the other way, and he rushes for a touchdown. And and this was a two-point game, 25-23. Raiders with seven minutes left to go. Josh Jacobs goes back the other way for the silver and black. He gets in the end zone, 32-23 Raiders at the two-minute warning, and that is how it ended. The Las Vegas Raiders get their first win of the season. Denver drops to 2-2, and Vegas 1-3 and with the win and the cover, and the game goes over the total. And a a round of applause for the local guys. I know. How about that? Uh, They put together
5: a 60-minute football game. Good uh, good job right there, Las Vegas Raiders. But, um, you know, things that stand out on tape, uh, obviously, and you want to take advantage of that uh, if you're the home team uh, in this situation. Uh, the, the Broncos playing that game against the 49ers, and everybody saw it. Uh, a hard-fought hard, hard fought game, uh, an emotional game, too. But how about the Raiders trying to assert themselves in a physical way? Uh, 6.6 yards per carry, mm. uh, over 200 yards rushing. The way that they ran the football, the way that they wanted to be physical and pushed the Broncos around was notable. Um you know, why getting to a situation where you come, become susceptible to Chubb and Gregory? Gregory left with an injury, uh, as we saw. But the Raiders uh, at home, 74 plays. You know, you look at the Broncos and what they were able to do uh, with just 48 uh, plays. Russell Wilson out of sync, too. So uh, it, it continues offensively. I think it was a solid game plan, a solid mindset by the Raiders. But as betters, something to look forward to again, uh, if you see a team that just gets beat up physically or, or drained. Uh, You know, you can look for coaches uh, on the other side the following week to try to get to something that is simple, something that you can feed off of with the home crowd, if you will, or being at home and uh, the extra energy, if you can have it, if you can generate it. Uh, And we saw that we saw some passion from the Raiders in a desperate situation. So a credit to them uh, controlling that game. The scoop and score really helps. But again, it goes back to the mindset Uh, being physical jarring that ball loose uh, on the defensive side from the raiders
4: and melvin gordon continues to have a fumbling problem Yeah, he does i i believe that was uh week one yeah week one against seattle Mm -hmm. he put it on the carpet there as well yep uh you remember they fumbled it a couple times in the red zone and that eventually led to seattle winning that ball game uh in week five denver will be on a short week they'll travel back home and host the Indianapolis Colts on Thursday night football right now, the Denver Broncos, a three point favorite over the Colts with a total of 43 and a half. Uh, I I think that one's tough to figure out, Mike. Um, I'm certainly not in love with this Denver team. Uh, I I think the offense continues to struggle. Russell Wilson really has not found a rhythm. Uh, It seems I'm not sure. Nathaniel Hackett has found a rhythm. The defense is pretty darn good for Mm -hmm. sure. Uh, the Raiders put up a, a fair amount of points on them today uh, with, tw- with 32. That's the most Denver's given up all season long. But, and, and then you've got the Indianapolis Colts who, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, I, I just don't think this team is, is that good. Uh, I was actually on them as an underdog when they beat Kansas City, mm-hmm. but I didn't think they were even that impressive in that game. No, and, and, yeah. uh, you know, so Denver laying three, boy, I, I don't really have an opinion right now. Well, I, just off the heels of what I was just talking about in terms of the
5: physical nature of the game, like, if you're Frank Reich, you're, you're going to challenge your offensive line, your offensive line coach, you're going to get into that offensive line. Like, okay, why can't we run the football? Mm-hmm. What's going on here? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you think about the uh, the Broncos, physical game against the 49ers, physical game again on the road here against the Raiders. Now they go back home on a short week. It's gonna be like, A little beat up? Yeah, I mean, from a physical standpoint, too. So it's like... You know, if you're, if you're the Colts, this is what you do. You run the football. Um, and, and so can they get that revved up? Can they, and, and, again, it plays into the fact that you don't have to get overly complicated with a game plan uh, going on a short week in terms of preparation. Uh, but have enough in there. If you have to throw the football, be able to throw it. Uh, so, yeah, the Broncos laying it at home. Home field advantage, maybe, maybe. Uh, but I, I think if you can run the ball, and we talked about this, if you run the ball on the road – uh, certainly catching points for the Colts. Uh, but they haven't proven that so far to date. And so that's that's kind of a hard situation there.
4: Um, you know, I, I don't think I have bet a Thursday night game yet this season. Mm. Uh, I I typically stay away from the Thursday God. game uh, because you, you don't have as much time to handicap it as the other games. And uh, right now, I, I'm not going to be playing this one either. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders are in for a tough test. They have one of the most brutal schedules mm. in the NFL, and they will visit the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night next week at Arrowhead Stadium. And right now, the early number, Kansas City favored by seven, Mike, with a total of 50 and a half. And I don't know, I tell you what, the way Kansas City looks tonight, seven kind of seems a little light.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what you were afraid of with Kansas City, Uh, An efficient Patrick Mahomes, Mm -hmm. uh, meaning that he's – Made one mistake tonight. Sure, but he's spreading the ball around the yard. uh, And, you know, he's making plays with his legs on top of it, too. Mm -hmm. It's like, how do you stop the guy? Like, he's throwing to so many different receivers and so many options, and now he hurts you uh, running the football, too. Uh, So that gets difficult. Uh, So the efficient Patrick Mahomes, this reminds you uh, of those days with the 49ers. You know how efficient they were oh yeah right and, and so andy reed has done that he's re- uh, reinvented this offense back to that
4: true west coast offense great performance indeed by andy reed we will come back with more in just a moment stick around Brady Cannon and Michael Pritchard here inside the Pro Football Blitz getting ready to hand the baton off to Greg Peterson for the Greg Peterson experience. He'll take you all the way up to midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern. Tom Brady has the ball back with 43 seconds left on the clock, trailing by 10, and Mike, you are hoping he can get in the end zone (laughs) and cover your teaser leg there. Uh, Take a photo goal. Yeah, uh, you're you're right. A field goal would even work, as you are getting seven and a half points, and that could be the case. Sometimes we see that type of thing uh, late in a game like this, just so they can try an onside kick mm-hmm. after a score. But uh, I have a feeling uh, that is not going to yeah. be the case now, with just 21 seconds left in this ball game. Tampa Bay trailing 41 to 31. This game sails over the total. Um, Let's talk about uh, a game that was very interesting and uh, had a lot on the line for six hundred and eighty nine survivor contestants here at Circus Sports, Uh, the Patriots at the Packers. It was quarterback Brian Hoyer uh, in replacement of Mac Jones, the injured Mac Jones with the high ankle sprain. Hoyer was five of thirty excuse me, five of six. 37 yards passing before exiting the game with a head injury and enter rookie Bailey Zappi out of Western Kentucky a fourth round selection former Hilltopper he stepped in and then that quickly New England was down to its third string quarterback with Aaron Rodgers staring the team down on the other sidelines Uh, And you thought this might be a walk in the park for Green Bay, but it was not at all. Seven to three Packers just before halftime. And then Aaron Rodgers did something that we rarely see, especially at Lambeau Field. He threw a pick six, and it was 10 to seven Patriots at half. They exchanged touchdowns in the third quarter. Then Damian Harris ran in another one for New England. As nine-and-a-half-point dogs, the Patriots were up on the road 24-17 with 11 minutes to go in regulation. Then Aaron Rodgers to Romeo Dobbs was six minutes to go, and we were tied at 24. That is how regulation ended. It was overtime at Lambeau Field. The Packers won the toss. They go three and out. The, Packer, or the Patriots get the punt and return it to midfield. It looked like they were going to be able to kick a game-winning field goal, but they go three and out eventually, the Packers are able to drive it down into New England territory. Mason Crosby, Mike, the former Colorado Buffalo, mm-hmm. comes on and nails it from 31 yards out. And 27-24 was your final. The game goes over the total. Patriots get the cash. Packers get the win. New England is now one and three, and the Packers are three and one.
5: Yeah, interesting game. Uh, you know, some a certain situation when okay, you're in survivor. Uh, that's a solid pick. Are you going to burn the Packers now? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, thinking about what could happen with that contest. But uh, from a spread standpoint, staying away from the double-digit situation uh, with the Packers early and on, early on, and then just thinking about, okay, the Packers haven't really presented themselves as a, uh, a team, uh, even at home, to cover uh, a large number yet, right? I mean, I, I, I've heard so much about this defense, and I even know the coordinator. Um, but it's like they haven't, risen their level of play to what the expectations are. Not yet. Not from a not from a consistency standpoint. They got some injuries, too. Uh, but New England went in there and, okay, we're going to throw... We're going to run the football. We're going to run the football, and, uh, and they did it. You know, this is a team that offensively, they're... Talk about a work in progress. I mean, just each and every week, what are they going to come up with? What are they going to know? know? And, and, and with their third-string quarterback. Right, on top of that, too. Like, I mean, I think they had confidence in Hoyer because of an experience standpoint, but uh, yeah, Zappy coming in there, you never knew what was going to happen right there. He didn't even go over 100 yards passing. But uh, from uh, controlling the game and then getting the, uh, the defensive score, uh, that's helpful too. But I, I staying away from this game, from a spread, thinking back to what Bill Belichick is uh, as a coordinator and understanding defenses, right? I mean, this is a New England team with a lot of those same guys that were one of the better defenses last year in terms of points allowed. Uh, so, could they keep it close? Could they keep this a, a four-quarter game? I, I thought it could be in the cards. That's why I didn't lay it. I didn't think or expect New England to get this close or, or to win it. But certainly getting inside that number, uh, I thought that could be a possibility. I stayed away, but also, you know, just not relying uh, on what I see offensively for New England, though.
4: Yeah, I didn't play this game either. My my opinion was actually to lay it with the Packers. Mm-hmm. I, I did not have a high opinion of the new England Patriots coming into this game. I think they played possibly their best game of the year. Um, They they were very efficient running the ball. They played some excellent defense. I mean, to get not only to get an interception of Aaron Rodgers at home, which rarely happens, but they turned it into a pick six um, and they did it again with Bailey Zappi at quarterback. I thought they played pretty well. I still don't think they're a great team, um, but they certainly rose to the occasion for this particular situation. You mentioned, you know, you, the Packers don't jump out to you as a team that can blow somebody away. It's interesting to note that they were, I believe, if I recall, about a 10-and-a-half-point favorite against the Chicago Bears a couple weeks ago, and they pretty much blew them out. Not, not a real high-scoring game, but I think they won by 14. Um, and I would think the Patriots, in my mind, the Patriots are better than the Chicago Bears. I think the Bears are pretty bad. Um, but the spread was almost the same. Yeah. You said something interesting, though, that the Patriots played their
5: best game to date, you think, right? I
4: think, I think it's possible. I didn't think they were great against Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. They certainly weren't very good against Miami. And uh, I'm trying to think of the third game now. Um, it was a loss. I know that. Oh, the, the Ravens. Baltimore, yeah. 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 So,
5: so thinking about that, too, I mean, because, like, Chicago, they're not getting better. Like, I don't know if they have a chance to get better. Right. But with Bill Belichick, I think the Patriots have a chance to get better.
4: I would agree. Right? And yes. so uh,
5: that's, I think, from a betting standpoint, that's something to file away. That they're play, they played their best game. They got up for this game. They executed what they needed to execute to keep this game four quarters. And, okay, you lose it in overtime. Uh, there's no moral victories or anything like that. From, but from a betting standpoint, getting inside a number, yeah. though, right? Uh, now, I don't know what the situation, is, as we look ahead, what the Patriots are going to be in terms of being a favorite or, or certainly being a dog situation. But uh, the Packers, I, I think they have the ability in a get-better league, too, to be really, really good. Uh, but they're young, and and they have to go through those growing pains with some of these younger players. I mean, if Dobbs holds on to the ball to the ground, we're not talking about overtime. Right. Uh, so it's just stuff like that. I mean, Rodgers, who knows why he threw a pick six. Who knows? But uh, watching the tape, we'll be able to find out but to, to credit the Patriots in terms of getting better, I mean, I, I think that's something that's bettable in terms of how we move through the season, though, with New England.
4: I, I think it makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I would also ask, I believe, do you, I think the Packers are a team that's going to get better, too. Yeah, the, they the, are. The defense will, will mature. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think LaFleur Lef- is a very good coach. The The wide receiving core will, will grow up and become more in sync with Rodgers. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're, I mean... Maybe we're looking at an opportunity to make a futures bet. You know, if sure. you believe that Green Bay is going to continue to improve, um, and I'm not saying you can get a great price on them right now. The best time to do that might be when they lose a game here coming mm-hmm. up or so. Um, but uh, just to your point, I, I think I think they're a team that can improve certainly as well.
5: Yeah, because I think the focus for the Packers this year, Brady, is we know how to win 13 games. We've done it. Three years mm-hmm. in a row, amazing. But we don't know how to get through the playoffs into the Super Bowl, and right. so discovering that and, and helping these younger receivers and these pups grow up, uh, knowing that you still have Jones and Dylan, you still can run the football, and okay, what's going on with our defense? We need to solve some issues on that side of the ball. It's not just injuries over there. So uh, maybe it's personnel, you know, maybe maybe a scheme. Uh, you know, we'll see how Green Bay will tinker with that. But, no, I, I project them to get better as long as they stay healthy. I mean, that's always a wild card right there. But staying healthy and, and if they're going to sacrifice a win or two or sacrifice a big number or two, I, I think the Packers uh, believe more so than getting themselves ready for a playoff run, more so than trying to do home field advantage again or 13 wins this season. Because I, I think they understand themselves that way. And, and they certainly know how to do something like that. But uh, I don't know if they're capable of doing that with the personnel that they have. But they certainly –
4: are capable of getting better each and every week uh, and lining themselves up for a run in the playoffs. I think this is a very interesting game here. The New England Patriots will return home and host the Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. The Patriots are currently a three-point home favorite Uh. with a total of 46.5. I think you could argue certainly that Detroit has the better talent on offense. Uh, Are they going to be healthy? Of course, Amon Ross, St. Brown, and DeAndre Swift were out of the lineup Mm -hmm. today. But Belichick, I would imagine, ought to be able to find a way to get his know relatively anemic offense uh, to find some holes in that detroit defense there's a lot of holes in that
5: defense i
4: mean <laughs> uh, that defense is not very good at all i mean i'm not even sure it's a defense i, I don't think it is <laughs>
5: i don't see a fence anywhere over there
4: <laughs> <laughs> all right we've got uh, the monday nighter to preview also want to take a look at who the packers will play in week five when we return so to keep it here it's the pro football blitz This is the Pro Football Blitz on
5: VZU, the Sports Betting Network.
4: The temperature might be cooling off, but fall sports are heating up on Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook. Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for the latest lines, odds, and boosts for pro football, college football, basketball, and hockey. Now's the perfect time to join Bet Rivers. New bettors will receive up to $500 in free bets when you make a first time deposit using the code SPORTS. Go to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today. It's a whole new game final segment of the pro football blitz and then we hand it off to mr greg peterson for the greg peterson experience wrapping up your sunday
2: martha stewart the original influencer
4: when i think about anything i think about the way that
0: she
2: did it first the media mogul the six years ahead
3: she saw what
2: was coming the prisoner the rise the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison
6: Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a like very slow. All the, all the
2: options. In spite of <laughs> me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.
0: Hey, Sarah. I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. Oh. MG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well.
4: in the nfl with v sin and we want to wrap up the program mike with a look at monday night football and it's an old school rivalry out in the west coast between southern california and northern california the rams and the niners and we were talking about it with our guest a little earlier in the show that during the jimmy garoppolo era and the kyle shanahan era Mm They have absolutely owned the Rams and Sean McVay. I believe it's 6-1 and one straight up and against the spread the last seven games in the regular season uh, for the Niners against the Rams. Of course, they lost the NFC Championship game last year. Currently, the Niners are a 1.5-point favorite with a total of 42.5. And I tell you, part of my handicap here is I, I grew up in the Bay Area. I grew up with this rivalry, and, and I remember... Uh, when the Niners were a real juggernaut in the 80s, they just absolutely owned the Rams. And, and we've kind of returned to that here where the Niners aren't necessarily a juggernaut like they were, but they do own the Rams as of late. And I also go to playoff revenge. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm not always a huge revenge guy really uh, in handicapping any sport, but I do think maybe it means a little more when you lose a playoff game which, of course, the 49ers did uh, in Los Angeles uh, last season. And uh, the Rams, of course, went on to win the Super Bowl. So I think this is a pretty good spot for San Francisco, especially coming off of a really ugly Sunday night football game with the Denver Broncos, a game they probably should have won that they really gave away. Um, San Francisco, you know, we were talking about it again with our our guest Arash Markazi. Mm -hmm. Um, they They had the weather situation in week one. They get right in Week 2 with a nice win over the Seattle Seahawks. Week 3, Jimmy G comes back, you know, only a week of practice after the injury to Trey Lance, and he makes a bunch of dumb mistakes. It feels like now with Jimmy G kind of back in the system, back in the swing of things, they get back home on Monday night against a familiar opponent, and you talked about it like the Broncos and the Raiders, a familiar opponent who they've had a lot of success against. I think this is a good spot for San Francisco. Well, it's a good spot to lay it uh, with San Francisco at
5: home. Uh, minus one and a half here um, when you think about it. Uh, but there's so much in this game, though, that you could be worried about, I, I think. And uh, McVay coming off a Super Bowl, you, you know, the fat and happy kind of yeah. mm-hmm. syndrome. A little that little hangover, be taken. right? There's a little hangover. Stafford with the elbow, which I think is going to be an issue all year long. Uh, and he's getting injections for procedures and all this stuff. And, Uh, He leads the league with, with, uh, he's tied anyway, with interceptions. Mm -hmm. Uh, The offensive line for the Rams is not a great matchup against what the 49ers have on the defensive line. Uh, They're on the road, too. I just mentioned that. But Kyle Shanahan is 40 and 44 as a head coach. Yeah. With one Super Bowl appearance. So think about this with Kyle um, as his dad gets nominated for the Hall of Fame, right? Kyle has a Super Bowl appearance, and he had Garoppolo. He could have got to another Super Bowl last year. Mm -hmm. but they drafted Trey Lance because they wanted to move beyond Jimmy G. They wanted to expand that playbook. They wanted to be more creative. They wanted to do what Philly is doing. Yeah. Right. Uh, And Kyle knew that, but he can't do that now. So with Jimmy G, um, it's fascinating from a head coaching standpoint that Kyle has a losing record, 40 and 44, but Jimmy G has a winning record. Yeah. Yeah. Right. As a quarterback there with the 49ers. So, uh, there's some concern there. Now, another week of preparation for Jimmy Garoppolo elevates his game. I think the roster for San Francisco can support Jimmy G, but it is limited. That's the reason why Kyle wanted to move on uh, from that, that type of quarterback or that type of system, but he, now he's, he has to. But I, I think he can rely on the defense. So, I mean, the defense is really good. Uh, I, I'm really impressed with the. Defense. Uh, yeah, same, here. I, I, I same th- here. I mean,
4: we talked about Denver's defense, mm-hmm. and they're certainly very good. We were talking tonight about Tampa Bay's defense. Um, I think the Niners are one of the most impressive defenses in the league I've seen.
5: Yeah, I, I think so, and they'll be elevated at home too mm-hmm. on Monday Night Football, my, my goodness. But uh, avoiding the mistakes, we saw Jimmy Garoppolo have those mistakes, but I, I keep going back to this, Brady. Um, I remember this going into my contract year, right? If you show up and show out, you're going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like Jimmy Garoppolo has a chance. Nobody traded for him. $24 million, nope, not touching you. Right. Right? Now, I think when Kyle and John Lynch said, hey, I'll give your agent permission to go seek a, a trade, that meant, okay, go out and negotiate a new contract with another team and see if we can trade uh, and see if there's enough compensation on the other side. They couldn't find any takers. Uh, But here you go, Garoppolo. Here you go with a great opportunity on national TV once again to put the impression into GMs that you're ready to be a franchise quarterback for them someday, right? And if you like that angle, I think it's a strong enough one from a motivation standpoint and, and, you know, from a Jimmy G standpoint to not make mistakes out there uh, and stay focused. I I mean, we just saw Patrick Mahomes elevate his game, you know, tonight. Uh, And so – I think Garoppolo needs to do that, uh, and therefore I like the, the laying a the point and a half uh, at home for San Francisco.
4: Yeah, no, I think you make a good point there that uh, this entire season really could be an audition sure. for Jimmy G, and and uh, you know because he's not going to be a 49er next year. You no, don't think? I don't think so for for sure. Uh, as far as the injury report, you've got uh, Terrion Davis Price, the running back for the 49ers. He is out. Uh, Aziz Al uh, the linebacker, he is out. Eric Armstead, the defensive tackle, he is listed as questionable. He was limited in practice on Saturday. Uh, you've got uh, Ross Dwelly, the tight end, limited in practice on Saturday. He is questionable. Danny Gray, I- I've really missed seeing this wide receiver, Danny Gray. He is doubtful. I believe he's out of SMU. Uh, and I'm pretty sure they drafted him just this year, a rookie, uh, dealing with a hip injury, and he has not practiced all week long. Do you remember him from the preseason? Absolute Mm. speedster. The kid can fly, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him, when he is healthy, involved in this 49ers offense. Also, Javon Kinlaw, uh, the defensive tackle, Was limited in practice on Saturday, did not practice uh, earlier in the week, was limited on Saturday, and he is listed as questionable. And then, of course, uh, Trent Williams, the big all-pro offensive lineman, left tackle. uh, We saw him uh, injure his ankle in that Sunday night game against the Denver Broncos. He is out, and I'm not sure if they put him on IR, but he's probably going to miss, I would say, four to six weeks
5: yeah that's a big miss too i mean he's an incredible uh, left tackle right there uh certainly now that you're a drop back or you know play action team but you're getting away from some other stuff uh, you know if jimmy g can elevate and say look i can run some rpo stuff but mm-hmm. you're afraid he's gonna get hurt though yeah you know i mean uh, we've seen him blow out of the knee just running down the sideline uh in his career so san francisco 1-0 at home ats and that was against seattle uh familiar opponent in the division that kind of thing and Here you go. Familiar opponent inside a division on a big stage. Uh, I like the number, though. I mean, if it was, like,
4: close – if it was three, I'd probably stay away from it. Uh, Yeah. But one and a half, uh, I can deal with that. Well, you know, I – and we talked about this on the Saturday program as well. With the – you know, earlier in the week, this was San Francisco minus two and a half. Mm -hmm. Um, Then it went down to two. Now now it's down to one and a half. Who knows, by game time, maybe we'll see some ones or what have you. But obviously – uh, one-and-a-half, two, and two-and-a-half very advantageous teaser numbers if you like the Rams. You can take them You know, through the three, through the seven, uh, what have you. And, and I had that opportunity earlier in the week, but I didn't want to do it. And, uh, again, Arash Marchese, our, our guest, he mentioned it too, that you know the, 40, the 49ers have really just n- not only beaten the Rams, but beaten them bad. Mm-hmm. And I think that could be the case again. So I don't even – know if eight-and-a-half or seven-and-a-half or whatever is enough uh, with a teaser on the Rams.
5: Yeah, and the Rams, uh, defensively, uh, you wonder, because without Von Miller, they're different. I mean, we saw that in the Super Bowl. Um, From a pressure standpoint, too, now stopping the run. I mean, Bobby Wagner's there. There's familiarity all over the place, right? Uh, Rams bringing him in uh, to help stop the run uh, and be heavier in the box, if you will. But uh, without... Eric Weddle, I mean, think about what the Rams had to do down the stretch just to get hot and go to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And they're completely different on top of the fact that uh, Matthew Stafford has a, an elbow situation. So uh, it's, a, it's an offense right now, not clicking. Uh, neither are the
4: 49ers, though, but they're at home uh, with another week of preparation for Jimmy G in and in that football team. You think about the defenses that the Los Angeles Rams have faced, the mm-hmm. Arizona Cardinals, mm-hmm. the Atlanta Falcons, and in week one, of course, they... Faced a really jazzed up uh, Buffalo Bills defense that gave them fits. I have a feeling it could be a similar defense that they face here in the San Francisco 49ers on Monday night. And I have not been high on the Rams uh, in the off season and during the current season. Um, I, I don't think this team is going to have a great year. I think they've shown a lot of signs that they're pretty shaky. Uh, I'm leaning with the 49ers on Monday night. That is going to do it for us. The Greg Peterson experience is next. Thank you, Mike. Thank you to Brian Ortega, everybody behind the glass. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday evening with us. Vsin, the Sports Betting Network.
0: Hey, Sarah. I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented.
6: Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today.
2: As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds...
5: It was shocking.
2: I have to know...